I don't know if this ever happened to you. Maybe as you go to a, say, a friend's house, right? or maybe even a family member's house, and you happen to go on the day that they've got the urge to tell somebody about their trip to wherever. And you're like, okay, this is good. I can listen to a trip. I like places. But then somewhere between slide or photo number 612 and 613, you've lost your interest. And you're kind of like, ever end? Ever happened to you? No. You've never been that person either, right? Make somebody, to make somebody endure that. Well, I kind of wonder if that's not how many people feel outside of the church when us church people get to talking about our Jesus stuff and our Bible stuff. You see, it's important to us, right? We've been there. We know it. It's done something to us. And so we just want to talk about the Bible and talk about Jesus. You ever notice how you do that with some people outside of church and they're like, here he goes again. Let me give you a, a word of advice. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. Don't judge them. Don't think to your mind, I don't know what's wrong with them. This is good for them. It's a good reminder. It's a good reminder that so much of our scripture, I want to say all of it, but then I know somebody will go home and find one sentence and call me out. But it's a good reminder that at least so much of our scripture wasn't written to convert people. It was written to convict people. And it wasn't written to convict people who were on the outside. The person who said, I don't have time for God. I don't believe in God. I don't like God. It wasn't written to convict them. It was written for those people who dared to say, I am a child of God. Y'all with me? You see, so you can't be mad if they're like, because it wasn't written to them. It was written to you, to me. It was written to us religious folk. Huh? Now, I know religion has gotten a bad rap over, over, over years and years. And people say things, usually it's a, you know, a good-looking Hollywood type. He'll say, you know what? I'm more spiritual than I am religious. You ever heard anybody say that? Usually, what I, the way I translate that is, I don't like to do what people tell me to do. Usually that person's not married. But anyway, just saying. But, but, we, but we get on religion and we say things, well, like, because of religion, more people have died than anything else. More wars have been started because of religion. We say religion is bad. Then sometimes it's kind of good if you say, don't make me lose my religion on you. Some of y'all laugh, "Uh uh-huh. But we blame religion. We don't want to be religious. But the fact is, friends, religion's not bad. Religion itself is just something that comes out of what you believe about something. There's been studies lately that classified the game of soccer, worldwide soccer, as a religion. The way people congregate, the way they uh, respond, the way they do things when they're together, 
mirrors so much what church people do with their religion. See, the religion itself is not bad. Religion itself is not boring. It's the people who are boring. Religion itself is not a bunch of rules. It's the people who make it just a bunch of rules. Y'all with me? Religion don't kill people. People kill people. Now, we have to remember that because religion is important. And it's part of the reason it's important because your bored friend won't listen to you quote Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. But they'll notice and they'll pay attention to how you live out your religion. Y'all with me? Remember that. And since religion is important, there's two things I want to remind you of about religion that can either make religion bad or good. I couldn't think of better words, but two ways that we can make religion bad, that we can take religion and make it something that's not supposed to be. And the first thing, first way we can do that is when we use our religion to make somebody else feel worthless or not as loved by God. Hmm. Another way you can say that is we use our religion to judge other people. Y'all with me? See, the Pharisees, they've been hearing about this man, Jesus. He'd been doing these things, and people had been going to him, and he'd been healing people, and last time they heard, he was having this uh, fish buffet with 5,000 people. And they finally get a chance to go meet him. And you know what the first thing they realize is? Wait a minute. Look at some of his disciples. They haven't washed their hands. Now, to us, it sounds kind of funny. We think, ew, who doesn't wash their hands? For them, it was so much more. It wasn't about germs. It was about being unclean. It was about being defiled and not being worthy enough to be able to be, in some sense, loved by God. But the funny thing about that is, is... uh. Uh, this tradition that they were uh, so worried about, about washing their hands either up to their wrist or up to their... It's not in Scripture. Somewhere along the line, somebody said, it's important for us to make sure we wash our hands. And so they started doing it. And I'm not suggesting that that's a bad thing. But what happened was, they began to use what was important to them to base how they were going to judge everybody else. Because they said, Jesus, why are your disciples' hands dirty? In other words, why are you so unclean? See, we use religion to judge other people. We bring them down, but in a small way, we're actually trying to bring ourselves up. How come their hands are dirty while mine are clean? Y'all with me? way that we can make religion bad is by using it to bring other people down. Another way we can misuse it and make it bad is if we don't do nothing with it. It's, it, it's so unfortunate. You know, the God of the universe has said, man, those people need to know me. They need to know who I am. They need to know my power. They need to know how much I love them. 
And somewhere along the line, our Christian faith that believes all those things about that loving God has become about getting people to come and sit down in a pew. And as long as they come and sit down in a pew, I'm happy. I don't care if they've changed their life. I don't care if they're nice to people. I don't care if they have a giving heart. As long as they're in the pew, that's all I'm worried about. God didn't die to put us in a pew. God died so we could have new life. Y'all with me? But when we make our religion just kind of, it's Sunday, I'm supposed to go to church, right? Well, let me go and get dressed and come in here and sit down and maybe they'll sing my favorite song this Sunday. If they don't, well, oh well. Oh, that preacher, boy, he sure does talk a lot. And even on like day like today, we come and get down here, we'll take a piece of bread and take a little of that juice, and it's kind of like, well, man, it's already 12.01. Doesn't he know that? And we leave out into the world, and we have been unchanged. See, we've taken our religion, and we haven't done anything with it. Now, there are a couple of ways for sure that we can make sure that our religion is good or is useful. And you don't have to turn there, especially I know so many of you have the Bible memorized. In James chapter 1, two ways that we can make our religion good. Listen to these words. If any think they are religious. See, we think the Bible talks about being spiritual. But James says, if any of you think you are religious and do not bridle their tongues but deceive their hearts, their religion is, do you remember? Worth. a way to make our religion mean something. The way to make our religion good is by watching this thing right here. And not so much just the words. You see, sometimes we can say, well, I don't want to be spiritual. That's all that new age hippie stuff. I'm here to be religious. I'm here to do what I'm supposed to do. The problem with that, though, is you can be so religious and yet be so far from Jesus accused those people of? See, they had the rules down. But they were so religious and no spirituality that they just got caught up in doing their own thing and their hearts were so far away from God. Make a religion mean something by being need you to be. Not just saying what you think needs to be said. You know, with me? I didn't even tell you the story. I should have. It's funny. 
Laura and I hadn't been married very long, and I'm not going to lie, my hair was still kind of you know, long. I think I still had something to prove, and my pants were kind of... But I sat down in that church one Sunday. Of course, I was in the back pew, because that's where I sit, y'all. You guys make me sit up here. But I was sitting there, and I remember just kind of, <clears throat> whatever. And that religious church lady sitting next to me, oh, God love her, right? I just kind of noticed she started moving around a little bit. That lady had her hands crossed, and she, uh, she had her nice pretty purse right here. You know what she did? She took her purse and slowly, but surely, got her purse away from me. Now, she didn't say anything, but she didn't have to with me? How do, you think, how, how do you think I felt then about this religious stuff? We need to watch what we say and what we do to make our religion good. And there's another way, an important way we make our religion good. James 1.27 Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. And I just wish to God that it would have said something about nursing homes in there. Because the point is, caring for those who have been forgotten. If you want to be religious, and you're not caring for those who've been forgotten, your religion isn't sincere or it isn't faithful to God. See, sometimes we can say, well, that's why I don't want to be religious. I want to be more spiritual. Sometimes we can be so heavenly minded, someone said, so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. So worried about one day that pie in the sky and all this stuff that we forget that there is a life to be lived here that there are people that, love, that are loved by God that need to know that here and now. And sometimes we make our faith to be about this time that I just need to come and hear from the Lord today. I just need to come sing a song so I can go have a good work week. That isn't a good religion. That's an incomplete religion. Care for those who need to be cared for is what we're told to do. See, it's a balance. You can't, you can be spiritual without being religious. And you can be religious without being spiritual. And it's finding that balance. Let me ask you this. What do you think is the most important part of a Sunday morning worship service? You can answer. It's okay. I'm not... Sermon? Yeah? Anybody have anything else? Or anybody want to agree with her? Everybody just raise your hand and agree with her anyway. Yeah, I can appreciate that answer. But I'm going to disagree with it. I'm going to disagree with that too. Here's what I've learned. The most important thing about Sunday morning is not coming to listen to my big head. It's not coming to sit down and sing your favorite song. The most important thing that can happen on a Sunday morning is when you say, huh, 
I have heard God's word. And now I know I'm supposed to do something. That is the most important thing that happens on Sunday morning. Maybe that'll happen because of something you hear in a sermon. Maybe it'll happen because of a song you sing. I, this lady in one of our other churches, we were singing, uh, Here I Am, Lord. And uh, that service, I had asked if there were some volunteers to do something, whatever it was, and she called, I think the next week, and said, Golly, John, I had that song stuck in my head all week. Here I am. So, John, here I am. Sign me up. But she responded to the Word of God that day. That is the most important thing that happens on Sunday morning. And when you and I do that, friends, we make our religion good and what it's supposed to be. So you have a choice today in what kind of religion you will have because you have one. If you're here on Sunday morning dressed up listening, you have a religion. The choice, though, is what kind you will have. Would you pray with me? Oh God, you have done so much for us. You have blessed us in so many ways. And God, instead of being so thankful, quite often we take so much of it for granted. Sometimes we don't even pay attention. God, today we ask that we could have a new heart to see the way that you are moving around us and to hear your word for us today that we can understand what it means to be loved by God and what it means to love like God. Help us, God, to be faithful to you. In Jesus' name.